Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to The Art of Kindness, where we have compassionate conversations with artists from all areas of the entertainment industry who are using their voice to spread joy and make this big spinning planet in the sky a better place to be. I'm Robert Peter Paul, and I'm so glad you're here. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, woo! Today we have a literal treat for you here on the AOK. If you've listened to this show before, you know I'm a foodie, a really big one. So it was only a matter of time before I united with a fellow foodie, and woo, did I luck out. Today's guest is a queen of cakes and kindness, Jocelyn Delk Adams. Jocelyn is the founder, author, national TV personality, and brand ambassador behind the award-winning cookbook, Grand Baby Cakes, and the food website, grandbaby-cakes.com. It's aptly named, too, because she was inspired by her grandma. So she is the grandbaby, and she brings the cakes. Jocelyn shares her family's cherished generational recipes with a modern spin. She is also a Today Show tastemaker, a Food Network judge on the popular series Santa's Baking Blizzard, and Beat Bobby Flay. Plus, she's a cast member on shows like Food Fantasies on OWN Network, and one of the cooking channel's longest-running and most popular shows, Unique Sweets. Woo! You may recognize Jocelyn from being regularly featured on The Rachel Ray Show, Food Network's The Kitchen, Dr. Oz, Tamron Hall, People Magazine, and so many others. She hopes Grand Baby Cakes will continue to encourage new generations of dessert enthusiasts. That's me. To learn how to bake and create new family memories for years to come. Jocelyn and I had such a great time chatting. We talk about learning kindness in the kitchen, embracing fear to follow your dreams, and of course, food! As always, be sure to stick around after the interview for your kindness tip of the week. Without further ado, please welcome Jocelyn Delk Adams. Can I tell you, I've never gotten more hungry while prepping for a guest, I think. (laughs) I mean, just like looking through your Instagram page and all your recipes and everything you've done, my mouth was watering. Seriously, I get the same thing. Like, it's so funny. Sometimes I'm actually scrolling through my own feed and I'm like, okay, this is so (laughs) dangerous. Like, why am I even doing this to myself? Like, it's just, I mean, like, seriously. So I get it. Like, when people tell me that, I'm like, you would not believe I do the same thing. And I'm like, uh, what a terrible mistake. Well, I mean, if you were scrolling through and you were like, then it probably wouldn't be a good sign. So I think that's a good thing. That pumpkin spice turtle cake thing you posted today. Oh my gosh. Ridiculous, right? So good. But before I just keep like raining down compliments on you, I should ask, how are you at taking compliments? Because I feel like it's kind of an art in its own right to accept them. 
I think that I have gotten better with that over the years. I initially struggled with that for sure, because it's it's something where you feel almost uncomfortable in the beginning. And when someone's actually complimenting you and you you sometimes feel like you actually have to return the compliment as well instead mm-hmm. of actually basking in it and enjoying that moment. But as I've gotten older, I've gotten way better with it because I really feel that it's it's okay to accept it and it feels good to accept it and it's okay to recognize your worthiness in that moment. And so for me, you saying that, I feel great about it. I acknowledge it. I feel that I've worked hard for that compliment. And so I deserve it. Yes, you do deserve it. Everything you're doing is amazing. <laughs> and like, not only are you doing what you love and leading by example in that, right, but you're so good at it and it looks so delicious. And there's just so much I want to talk to you about. But I do think exactly what you said is right. And even when we're kids, we're taught to just not get too big for our britches and we're kind right. of like knocked down a peg and they're like, just be gracious. Right. And I don't understand why we feel as though being gracious is synonymous with not accepting a compliment. You can yeah. still see your worthiness when someone mm. is telling you that. And it's good to hear that sometimes. And we should be okay with that. And so with my daughter, I'm teaching her now when I tell her something like we do positive affirmations in the morning and she's three. Wow. And um, I tell her all of these amazing things about herself because I truly want her to know that. And she can eternalize that, like very, very internalize that very, very early in her life. Oh, she's so lucky to have you. I'm like, just oh, thank to- you. <laughs> just trying to do that uh, now with myself. Like, <laughs> I know last night I'm like, you are great. And I'm like, mm, no, no. that's amazing. That's like that video of the, what was it? That little boy that went viral who was like on yeah. his way to school. And he was like, I am awesome. I yeah. love that for everybody. I, I love think. that. Absolutely. So before we kind of dive in, I would love to know what does kindness mean to you? I think kindness is accepting something outside of yourself. I think that it starts with, you know, not recognizing that you have to necessarily agree with someone or be the same as someone, Um, but you can offer empathy towards people and you can just show love and joy and excitement for something that is outside of yourself. So what I've noticed is that I find that it's easier to be kind to people who you agree with. It's easier to be kind to people who you have a relationship with. But the harder part is being kind to people who are outside of your bubble. And Mm -hmm. so I think that that's the practice that, you know, we truly have to all work on, especially nowadays. Mm, I totally agree. Jocelyn, that was beautiful. I love that. (laughs) That's just real. That's just real. Yeah. And it's so complex, right? Because everything you said is so spot on. But then in the same vein, it's like on a simple level, sometimes being kind to the people we love the most is harder than when you're like at the grocery store and you put on a smile and you're like, thank you so much. You know what I mean? I'm finding that too. That's so real too. There's so many different layers of kindness that it's crazy. I think it all goes back to the intention and and what you're saying, respecting people and and accepting the fact that not everybody's going to agree with you, but it's Mm -hmm. how we approach those conversations that leads to absolutely, you know? Absolutely that. Well, thank you for your definition. I think, you know, everything you do, cooking and baking is kindness to me because that's how I show kindness to myself is like eating a cookie, honestly. I know. And (laughs) and so if you say that, uh, you know, there's there's just such this, you know, off-putting stance in terms of if you have comfort food, like you don't want to associate food with with happiness or joy. Mm. But I think it's totally fine to do that because so many pivotal moments in our lives 
revolve around food, you know, from from holidays like Thanksgiving, where you have these incredible moments and memories around the table with your loved ones around a meal or mm-hmm. even your birthday cake. And, and, you know, you look back at like all those candles and the people that you love surrounding you and singing happy birthday, like those moments include food. And the, I, I love that that association is is beautiful. And, and it's something to me that means a lot. Yeah. And it's literally nourishing. Food is nourishing. Kindness is nourishing. Absolutely. So they, they do. They go hand in hand. Hand and I in mean, hand. Just scrolling through your feed, like I said, and everyone, please <laughs> pause this right now and go follow at Grand Baby Cakes. If you don't already, do yourself a favor and add some fun to your feed. It is like the happiest place. It's aesthetically beautiful. It looks delicious. It. I mean, I wish I could bake like that. I just want to eat it, honestly. Um, you can bake like that. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I'm going to play that for myself <laughs> later and, and get in the kitchen. My fiance will be get like, in the get kitchen. Out. All right. <laughs> the fire, like, the fire uh-uh. alarm is ready. <laughs> like, uh-uh. Get out. Yeah, just like, no, no, no. But in addition to all that, you're also so open about sharing your family with everybody, which I think is so beautiful. And like you just said, it goes hand in hand, family around the table, eating, breaking bread together. I know your grandma, Big Mama, as you called her, was a particularly big influence in your life. I'm really close to my grandma, too. So I totally get that. Was kindness something you feel like you learned from her growing up in the kitchen? Oh, absolutely. Um, I think it was inside and outside of the kitchen because we spent so much time in the kitchen you know, me at her home sort of learning the process of all of these generational recipes and being able to pass them to my audience now is is really like truly the icing on the cake, as you could say. But um, what I loved was a lot of the times we were in the kitchen, we were baking cakes for neighbors. Um, we were baking cakes for people who had lost loved ones um, for the church. We were doing these things and, and, you know, I had no idea at the time I was a young girl, you know, that we were creating these, these moments and doing for people just, you know, these kind acts. And it was more than just, you know, being in, in the in the kitchen and sort of learning the recipes and how to actually bake and the mechanics of that. But I was learning to be a more giving and gracious and wonderful person outside of the kitchen as well. So the two really do go hand in hand. And I'm so grateful that I had those moments with my grandmother. Oh, and I'm so grateful you're sharing it with us now because you're right that when something bad happens to someone, what's the first thing you do? Let's go to dinner. Let me, you know, bring you food. Let me bake you exactly. a cake, whatever it is. So I think that's so special you had that growing up. You didn't right away kind of dive into this career of cooking and baking. You started out as a TV producer, a world I'm like very familiar with. I yes. <laughs> NBC for a little bit. And after these like long shoot days, you would come home and, and bake to unwind, right? Yes. Um, and so I love that because it was really like my zen. It was like my moment to sort of just kind of shed all the craziness and the chaos from earlier in the day. And I would find myself really at peace in the kitchen. Like I would just have my music going and I would just totally zone out. And I didn't realize um, during those moments that I was like most happy and I was excited and I couldn't really see a way out of the traditional career at that point. Um, Because, you know, a lot of us are raised where like you get a job, you work that job Mm -hmm. and that's just what it is until you retire. Right. And so finding a way to sort of take something that I absolutely love, that was truly my passion, my life's passion, and create that into a career just seemed like 
you know, just something that I couldn't really fathom at the time. So, I mean, it's sort of crazy that I'm talking to you now kind of, and I'm like, how did I do that? Like, like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm wondering like, even now, like years back, I'm like, wow. Like, you know, I had no clue of what, what possibilities existed for me at that time. Mm, well, we want to know. I feel like everybody out there, especially people listening to this have such big dreams. And I think it's so cool that you took that leap of faith and followed your heart. Did you always believe in yourself? Like, how did you get into the mindset of, all right, I'm doing this? I always believed in myself. Um, whether I, like, even when I was working jobs, like I used to, if I didn't like a job anymore, I would just be like, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna find something else. And I know mm-hmm. that's very difficult for, for people. Cause they're like, Oh, like I have to look for a job. Like it's scary. Mm-hmm. Um, and for some reason it was never scary for me. I always felt that there was so much abundance. I always felt that there were so many blessings, um, on the other side of whatever situation I was in. So I always felt like there was, um, always something better for me, you know, if I took the leap of faith and I am a person who takes risks all the time, you know, if it seems scary, I want to do it. If Mm -hmm. it seems like, you know, something that can't be done, like even almost impossible to some people, I'm like, I got to do it. I have to conquer it because I don't want to have that guilt or that, or just even the question of, could I have like, you know, Mm. could I have made this happen lingering in the back of my head? I just rather just see what happens. And I think that I I think even now, like as I'm looking at my daughter, like I, I always teach her, like she'll say, you know, I'm scared, mommy. I'm like, no, you're brave. You know, even in, in like you can be scared. Like there weren't times that I wasn't scared, but I think that you still have to have the mindset of in the midst of the fear, you still push forward. And I felt like that was sort of what I did. Wow. Yeah, because running away from fear is only going to trap you inside your mind. Exactly. You're when constantly you're running. It. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Wow. Well, you had such a healthy mindset. I think that's so important to just take risks and believe in yourself. And you showed yourself so much kindness. That's something I have in common with you. It's like, if I'm not happy at a job, thank you so much, but I I'm going, you know, it's not worth it to me. I'll find another way. If I need to make money, I just, it's not worth your mental health. And that's the thought. Like you even have that, the fact that you said that you're like, I will find another way. Like you truly have to believe that, like that, you know, you don't get stuck in a situation where, you know, because we spend so much of our time in our jobs, right? We spend mm-hmm. so much time away from loved ones and and personal, you know, passions and the things we truly want. I mean, even if it's just sleep, right? Yeah. So we give so much to our jobs that, you know, if those jobs aren't giving something back to us, like we really have to think about that. And you have to be willing and ready to let go of something so you can be open to something even better coming into your life. Yes. One door closes, another door will open. Um, Absolutely. I believe that. I believe that too. And you clearly were so kind to yourself. Were there people that looking back now stand out to you for like showing you acts of kindness that kind of like changed the course of your career as you were climbing up? Oh my gosh. Yes, there is. Um, in fact, my last position that I had, um, I had a boss who literally, cause at the time I was, um, working really insane hours at a job. And then I was also building grandbaby cakes. So I was like constantly working. It was really, really crazy. And things were really starting to, um, you know, just grow and elevate with grandbaby cakes. And I was at sort of a crossroads where I was like, okay, it's time to really make a decision on 
what I need to do here? Like, am I really going to pivot and and really put my all into grandbaby cakes and see what it can be? Or am I just going to kind of tow the road for a while because it feels safe and I know I've got this paycheck coming in and, mm-hmm. and you know, insurance and all of the things we adults think about on a regular basis. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then um, my job, like my job, um, my boss, he actually, he, he called me into his office, like when I was having this sort of like, you know, crazy life moment. And he goes, he's like, um, he's like, you do such an amazing job here. He was like, I want to start with that. He was like, you do such an amazing job here. And I don't want to lose you. He was like, but he was like, I see what you're doing here. And I know that it could be bigger. And he was like, I want you to make a decision. Wow. He's like, it's time to make the decision. And so like, I think about him a lot. This was nine years ago because like he was really the person who sort of fueled that fire for me to say, okay, I can't keep going back and forth here. I have to make a decision. And I literally came in the very next day with my letter of resignation. And he was completely understanding. He was um, totally supportive. He even gave me a hug. He's like, I'm so proud of you. He was like, I know you're going to do amazing things. And so, yeah, like, I mean, and I know a lot of people do not have that story. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, like, like at all, like, I'm sorry, it's the opposite. Right, right. They're like, you'll never make it. And you're like, yes, I will. You'll never make it. Yeah. You'll come crawling back. Right. That's what we hear. Right. Yeah. Um, But this was definitely not the experience that I have. And so I'm so grateful for the kindness that he showed me in that moment when I was struggling to truly make a a very pivotal life, like, you know, life decision right there. Like, what do I do here? And um, after that, I felt so calm and relaxed and peaceful. And I was able to go in and truly just it snapped for me. Oh, what, and what was his name? Can we say his name? I don't know. Yeah, his name was Roderick. Yeah, you're Roderick. like, who is it? I'm like, Roderick. Roderick, thank you. Yeah, let's just give Roderick <laughs> some love. Did you bake Roderick a cake? I feel like he deserves a really nice cake. He's had some of my cake for sure, right? Over the years. <laughs> he's definitely, I used to bake for this company all the time. So he's definitely had some cake, right? <laughs> oh my goodness. I love that. That is so beautiful. Well, you, well, thank you to Roderick, but you also credit a lot of your success to just being authentic and being yourself which is the simplest thing, right? Like I'm sure you're teaching your daughter, just be yourself. And we learn that mm-hmm. when we're kids. But then as you get older, when all this other stuff enters your mind, it gets really hard to be yourself. And in your your uh, TED talk in 2017, which I love, you said, wait, I wrote it down actually. <laughs> I don't want to misquote you. Yeah, like, yeah, like, uh, yeah, like, let's, let's go with the quotes here. Yeah, you said, find out who you truly are and unapologetically embrace that in a way that feels real for you, which I love. What's your advice now for self-love and fully embracing who you are as a person? I just a little question. A, yeah. I, oh, just a tiny question, <laughs> right? Tiny like, one. you know, you know, what am I going to, you know, eat for breakfast today? You know, what do you do to embrace, you know, self-love? What's the meaning of life? All that stuff, all that easy stuff. <laughs> I think that this is a question that I actually have to ask myself every single day. For instance, like 
I am so different than I was a month ago, than a, a year ago, two years ago. Like people don't, you know, think about the fact that like every year, like you, we're, we're constantly evolving, we're constantly changing. And each year I'm starting to feel more and more comfortable with myself. And I'm also still learning so much about myself. So that authenticity changes on a daily basis as well as I continue to grow um, in life and, and understand things in a very different way. So I think the kindness towards oneself on this life journey is very, very important to begin with, right? Because you have to give yourself grace. You know, it is hard. Mm -hmm. It is hard to totally walk, you know, as who, who you truly brilliant, brilliantly are. And that is a difficult decision to make to say, I'm going to stand in my boldness. I'm going to stand in my truth. And I don't care what other people say about that. And, you know, sometimes we fail at that. Sometimes we we do so incredibly well with that. And each day is a challenge. And I find for me that I have to wake up and I start each day with affirmations myself. And part of that is saying, I am worthy. I am, I am wonderful as I am. And sort of drilling that into my mind has truly helped me to go out because it's very difficult to have like, a large audience. You have so many expectations from people. People want you to be everything that they they want you to be, right? And they don't mind telling you. They don't <laughs> mind sending you the DM, Ooh. you know, when they don't agree with something that you do. And you have to know within your heart and you have to know within yourself and your soul and your spirit that you are living life and you're doing what you are meant to do. So that's something that I have to self-center every single day so I can go out and, and know that when people come to me and tell me that I should have done something different, I should have been someone different, that I know for a fact that I'm doing exactly what I need to do. Mm, yes. And it really is as, as simple as that, as just asking yourself that question, starting that conversation with yourself, who am I? And then thinking about not even who you want to be, but just the things that you bring to the table. Because you don't know who you're going to be yeah. in the future. You just know what you right. are right now. And even right now, like nobody fully knows who they are. Yeah. That's it's, why you have to give yourself grace as yeah. you're figuring it out. You know, yeah. like it's, it, this is a journey we're going to be on for, you know, until our last <laughs> days. And so it's like, we, we will constantly evolve. We will constantly change. And I think that that's important because I felt like one lesson that I learned, um, what you said was very interesting earlier on in the, in the question was like, as children, we're taught to be ourselves, right? Even as like a, I, I would say like a newer mother, cause I have a toddler basically, mm. um, that I've, I, I have to pull myself back from putting expectations on my daughter because I find that we as parents will do that. And so, you know, even at that young age, I'm like, oh, tell, tell that person hello. Cause you know, my daughter's very introverted mm -hmm. and I realized that she doesn't have to do that. She doesn't want to do that. That's not who she is. She warms up in, in situations the way she feels she needs to and in her own time. And so I've stopped doing that. I was like, you be you. Mm. I've, I may have done that. I may have been like, hey, everybody. And that's okay, because that's me. But I don't need to put who I am on you. I want you to evolve and grow as you are meant to. So that's a lesson I'm learning even now with like with a young child. That's a beautiful lesson. It, it really is so interesting. And that's something I talk a lot about on here, like exactly what you're just saying, which is, yeah, I feel like I'm constantly striving to go back to when I was a kid. 
because like your, your daughter, for instance, who's so beautiful and like, I love her smile oh, when, I, when so I see it on your, on your page, but as kids, you know, she doesn't care. She's not going to say yeah. hi. She's just being herself. And, and as adults, we're like, that's rude, but yeah. But then we're like, I, had, I struggled with that, but yeah. is it? I'm like, she's three. How is she being? She doesn't have that mental understanding to be rude. She's just being who she is. Yeah. Unapologetically and yes. present. My grandma used to tell me this story and I didn't fully get it as a kid, but it's such a short thing. She saw this little boy uh, going up the stairs at Penn Station with his mom and he was like dancing and singing and like she was just trying to get up the stairs and she was yelling <laughs> at him and pulling him and telling him to be quiet. And it like made my grandma, who's the best person ever, both my grandparents, it made her cry because she was like, you're squashing that child's light. Yes. Oh my gosh. I, I feel that so deeply. I feel mm. that so deeply. Like, let these kids figure out who they are. We're going to end up with a better world because of it. Mm. Like, stop squashing the light. Stop squashing the light. Stop I love squashing that. the light. Well, you're light. Stop squashing the light. <laughs> let it shine. <laughs> Your light shines so bright. And, yeah. and you know, just to uh, go back to your TED Talk for one second, you also mentioned yeah. that you felt like you were opening the door for other people of color in your industry by being yourself, not by, you know, doing anything other than that. I guess nowadays, which this is such a, you know, complicated time because so many awful things are happening, but then there's a lot yeah. of purging and a lot of good things coming out of it. Mm -hmm. What changes do you think can be made today to be more inclusive, like specifically in, in your industry? Well, I think that, like you said, we're coming out of um, a time where there are so many other voices being heard, which I think is absolutely incredible. Um, last year, you know, with George Floyd, it really actually opened a lot of um, voice, like a lot of doors for voices to kind of come in. And um, people saw a sort of, you know, we're more open to listening to different voices, which I felt was just incredible. And I saw so many different brands and um, larger influencers and businesses really take some time to step back and, and really reevaluate exactly some of their practices and how they could be more involved. Mm. And I think that is amazing. Um, I think the, the question is, you know, how can we keep that going? Because, you know, what happens is that spotlight goes there and everyone is, you know, totally excited about seeing change happen. And then so many other things happen. And then the noise and the distractions sort of keep you um, from fulfilling the goals that some of these businesses and brands have set forth. And so I would really want to see more brands go back to that period of self-reflection and see like this is not just a moment in time. This is something that we need to make happen on a regular basis going forward. And we need to make this part of our practice year after year after year because we are better as a country when we have more inclusivity. We are better as a country when we have different voices and different takes and people can see people that don't necessarily look like them and learn from them. And so, you know, some of the best experiences I've ever had have been in a room with people who do not look or sound or have the views that I have. And I've learned so much from that. And I think that if we can continue to really include that in the conversation about making the conversation still relevant, as relevant as it was last summer, 
you know, relevant today, then we will truly see some progress. And I'm hoping that I can continue to be a face for that. Um, I'm so glad that I was able to open doors um, or and continue to be spotlighted in a way that I hope is is giving other opportunities. So I really hope to continue that. Oh, thank you. I couldn't agree more. And it's so beautiful because you did it just by being yourself and being authentic, which is hard to do, but we can all get there. We can uh, all get there. Yeah. And it's so hard in this world where we worship social media and we worship that perfectly filtered post and we don't want to be wrong and we delete the haters. It's like, we got to take a step back from that. And even with these brands and just do things quietly on our own to better the world when it's not in the spotlight. Cause we don't always have to be in the spotlight looking perfect and saying the right thing. Uh, it Absolutely. is a process. And so I love, I love what you said. Everybody go rewind that. Listen to it again. Um, <laughs> and now we're moving on. September, <laughs> September is national honey month and yes. you are literally using your gift to pay it forward by partnering with the national honey board and their honey saves hives program. What made you yes. want to sign on to this? Um, This was such a natural fit for me. Um, I have always wanted to do incredible work for incredible causes um, and use my platform to do some incredible good. And this is so important to me because it's like, we are truly helping honeybees. Like who doesn't want to help save honeybees? And so, right. I'm like, honey saves hives. Um, That program was just such an amazing fit for me. I'm so grateful to be partnering with the National Honey Board on this because we are truly making a difference. I mean, people do not think about the fact that like honeybees are responsible for more than 35% of the foods we eat. Can you imagine that? I mean, and we have to make a difference here and do our part to truly make sure that we're saving the honeybees. And so I'm very excited to be partnering on this program. Thank you for doing it. And they're just so adorable. I always love honeybees. Yes, my daughter (laughs) loves honeybees. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Uh, well Well, now you're such a wealth of information. You can teach her this and you can maybe teach her ways to support our policy pollinator friends. Do you think yes. there's, there's little things listeners can do out there to Well, yes. To actually, them? right now, like we're help we're hoping that um, your listeners will actually support the Honey Saves Hives program. Right now they can purchase made with honey products throughout this entire month from some incredible partners. We're talking about Companion Baking, Justin's, Lost Cost Meadery, um, Melly Water, Purely Elizabeth. They have some amazing products that are made with honey that are now like some of my absolute faves. And you can purchase these products this entire month, month of September, which is National Honey Month. And they will be donating um, to the proje- uh, to Project APSM, which is the largest honeybee nonprofit in the United States. So mm. we really hope that people will grab these amazing products. Like I said, I am like literally addicted to these products. <laughs> like yes. I was drinking a Melly water this morning. I was like, this is insane. It's so good. So um, we're just hoping like this is this is like the best way that you can get involved right now. And for more information, make sure that you go to honeysaveshives.com. Yes, it's almost too good to be true, except it is true because you it's literally true. get to buy delicious things that you can enjoy at home. That's all you have yes. to do. 
and you're supporting. I know. It. I mean, like, who doesn't love honey? Who doesn't love honey made uh-huh. products? I mean, like, this is a win-win. People, come on. Yeah, I've been a fan for years. <laughs> I just slurp down Justin's those little packets they have. Like, it's yes. a great snack. You oh just my like, gosh, it's great. Slurp it slurping down. So, what is your favorite way to use honey? You've posted some recipes incorporating honey, uh, especially in the fall. You know, for people to yes. try out themselves. I, yes, I just released this incredible honey apple crumble bar with the um, National Honey Board, which is amazing. It has a honey caramel sauce. I mean, Ooh, seriously, I go. <laughs> seriously, it is so addictive. Um, it's really easy to make. It's perfect for breakfast. It's also incredible for dessert. I mean, like we could go on and on and on. Yeah, I'm I mean, actually like, sweating. I'm sweating. Are you thinking about like, did you see that photo on my feed? Like that was. I did. (laughs) I liked it. Yes. It's so, it's so delicious. You can add in some of the other products like the Purely Elizabeth. You can add in some of that, the honey crunch and the granola. You can add that into the crumble mixture and that adds like an additional crumble and flavor. Like you can really play around with some of these incredible products, even the Justin's made with honey nut butter. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can enjoy that with a crumble bar. I'm just giving you some tips here. Wow. Like- <laughs> we will take them. We will take them all. Yes, yes. And you can find that recipe at honey.com. That that recipe is bananas amazing. Well, actually, apples amazing amazing. That's what I <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> now it's time for a surprise game. Oh, I love a surprise down, game. It won't be hard. Don't worry. I, well, I love it. If it's hard, then it's like, then it's fun. It's, it's fun. If it's, it's hard, it's fun. If it's easy. I love surprises. Okay, cool. So this game is called the compliment game because we haven't given it <gasps> enough already. I don't care. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. I got to soak it up. Yeah. Come on in. I reached, <laughs> <laughs> so basically I reached out to someone in your life to get a compliment about you and just to find out what they love about you. And you have to guess who said it. So, oh my gosh. Wow. No way. Okay. Yeah. I did a little deep dive while I tried. I was like, is her daughter on Instagram? No, obviously not. Yeah. Right. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, mommy is beautiful. She says that a lot right now. Oh, right? <laughs> oh that's so nice. I, I was like, I would have been like, yeah, harmony. <laughs> oh, what a dreamy life you have. <laughs> uh, we'll say you can ask me yes or no questions, maybe like three of them. Not that I'll okay. probably know the answers to any of them and you'll get three guesses. So does okay. it sound cool? Yeah, that's awesome. All I right. hope I can nail it. We'll see. You're I feel like great. this is like Jeopardy and I need to, I need to go for the money here. Dun, I got it. I got it. Double yeah. Jeopardy right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's so hard with people with, well, that are amazing and have big platforms because it's like, <laughs> they know so many people. So I'm finding with this game, some people really nail it. But it depends on what the person says. So okay, yeah, that's might have be encoded with some clues. So I don't know. Okay, okay, you'll, you'll okay. see. Okay, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. How to describe Jocelyn? Kind, creative, energetic, ridiculously talented. Damn, she can cook, and just an all-around amazing human being with a huge heart. Oh, and did I mention a fabulous mom? I feel so lucky. I get the chance to work with her. Everyone needs a little Jocelyn in their lives. Smiley face. Oh my gosh, that's so nice. I feel like I want to frame that. Okay, I'll, <laughs> I'll send it to you. Like, that's so beautiful. Whoever said that. that okay. Um, ooh. Okay, so male or female? That's a question. They are female identifying. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. 
Um, hmm. Is it a family member of mine? No. So a friend. Okay. Is it? Oh, oh my gosh, this is so hard. <laughs> well, okay. The little clue in there, I think, is that they get. They said they are lucky they get to work with you. Yes, they are lucky they get to work with me. Which is also probably a lot of people. I know. It, no, like one million percent. This is like a gazillion people. Um, I was like, oh, I just narrowed it down to like. 6.3 million instead of like, you uh, know, well, 2.5 okay. billion. But, but, okay. <laughs> well, I was, okay. So when I, this might actually, this probably won't even give you a hint at all. Cause it's the first time we're meeting. But when I was scrolling through and looking through your page to find people to like creepily DM. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes I'll, you know, go through publicists if it's someone that's also famous, but I found this person was like a mutual friend who, who follows both of us. So maybe a hint would be that they're from New Jersey. Oh, is it, is it Olga? No, but Olga sounds awesome. She's from New Jersey. That's why I was like, that was oh. like the first person that reached. Okay. That I, I can also that. give you a hint. If you, another hint. If you okay. This is a, if I don't nail it after this, you're totally going to have to tell me. Okay, <laughs> cool. Okay. Well, the hint actually might give it to you. Okay. Let's see. Oh, okay. So the hint is this person works on today with Hoda and Jenna. Oh, um, is it a producer? Yes. Um, now I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, it's, it's not Katrina, is it? Nope. Is it rainy? Yes, it's rainy. Oh my gosh. Rainy I was Farrell. like, oh my <laughs> gosh. Okay. Let me tell you, rainy is one of like the, the first, pro- in fact, I think she was like the first producer one or like one of two first producers that gave me my first segment at the today show. Wow. And so like rainy is an absolute joy and a pleasure to work with. She's such a beautiful spirit. Like every time I've been able to do a segment with her, I just, I just feel her love and her joy for what she does. And she just makes me better. So oh. that, that just warms my heart so much. <laughs> that is so beautiful. Oh my Aww. goodness. Oh my goodness. I'm so filled with joy right now. Thank well, you. You deserve it. Thank you, Rainy Farrell. You are the best. She was so excited when I reached out to her. She got right back to me and she was like, Yes, I love her. So, oh my goodness. She was so happy. So sweet. Oh my Aww. gosh, I cannot wait to text her like rating. Yes. Well, <laughs> thank you for playing. You oh won. God, you yes. won. You got it. I, I won. I was like, yay. I will tell you, that was a hard one. Cause like I was totally not thinking in terms of like TV producers at all. And then I, I was like, oh, that that was very helpful. So think, oh my gosh, she's amazing. Oh, well, you're amazing. And I would just love if we could wrap this up by you leaving yes. our audience with, well, I, I won't love to wrap it up, but I would love if you could just leave it <laughs> with like a kindness tip. So maybe something practical that listeners can do to just spread kindness in the world. Um, and I mean, like besides like the, of course, like, you know, it's a little harder to smile at people nowadays with masks on and, and yes. the world we live in. Right. So it's like, you know, cause that was something I used to just always smile at me people too. and say hi. And like I, I used to, like... I know it's so hard to do it. It's like, you have to smile with your eyes, yes, but like, um, no, you have to be like, ah, like, right. My eyes like bulge out of my head. <laughs> like now when my I see eyes people. are smiling at you now. <laughs> but um, one thing, like I, I will go back to, to something I said earlier is 
is truly, truly, truly opening yourself to having conversations with people who are different than you. Um, that is that is something that I think the world truly needs now is to come to the table with varying opinions and, and, and you know thoughts and beliefs. And so we can have more empathy towards each other. And, and the only way we do that is to truly open our hearts and to listen, to truly listen to people who are different than us. So that is what I'm really hoping we can start some more conversations and discussions around that. Me too. I love that. I heard somewhere the other day, probably on another podcast, you could hold yeah. about a hundred people in your head at any given time. So when someone, when you're like presented with a scenario, if those hundred people are diverse and all different kinds of people, you'll think, oh wait, my friend Rob is this. So this yes. would hurt this person or whatever it is. Yes. So I think that's it so important. It changes our viewpoint so much, so much. Mm. Yeah, I love that. Well, thank you for that. Thank you for being so open and just congratulations on all your success. It's so well-deserved and you are just as sweet as the treats you make. I'm going to go <laughs> eat something. So thank you so much for chatting with me. Thank you so much, Robert. It was so wonderful talking to you. Oh, stay well and give my best to your daughter. Thank you. Same to you. Bye. <laughs> best to your fiance. Oh, thank you. Yeah, she's going to be <laughs> she's going to be sad she missed this talk. She's a teacher, so she's doing the good work. Uh, awesome. Thank you oh. so much. All right, thank you guys. And now it's time for your kindness tip of the week. Talking to Jocelyn was just delicious. I highly recommend you go check out her social media pages at Grand Baby Cakes if you have not already. Maybe have a snack beforehand, though. Why not something from, I don't know, honey.com? Otherwise, while you're scrolling through her feed, you might try to eat your phone. Warning, it will make you hungry. Since today we discussed how food is love and connecting in the kitchen can form bonds between people and be a place where we show acts of kindness by baking and cooking for loved ones, I want to throw out a few kindness tips that have to do with food. And I have a lot of them, so pull up a chair. First of all, one kindness tip that I've previously mentioned on here is whenever you go to someone's house or meet up with friends, bring them a treat. Bake brownies or cookies, bring them some candy, Personally, I love gift giving. It's one of my love languages, I think, if you will, if you're into that. So I always arrive bearing gifts. Another kindness tip that has to do with food. Woo! This should be its own separate podcast, right? Food and kindness. Oh, don't steal my idea, please. Whenever you go out to eat or order food in, treat your servers with respect. It's essential more than ever with everything going on these days. Restaurants are short-staffed, and there's tons of precaution that they all have to follow. First and foremost, if you are able to, leave a wonderful tip. Obviously, that depends on your budget and your service, but tip them the best you can. If you can't, sometimes just writing a nice note on the receipt or saying something sweet to the person when they come over goes a long way. Show them how much you appreciate what they do. Something my mom does that I found really awkward at first, but makes a lot of sense is introducing herself to the server. So you know how a server will come over and say, hi, I'm so-and-so, I'll be taking care of you today. My mom will then go, hi, I'm Barbara, and this is Will, and this is Julia, and this is Robert. Not gonna lie, for a while we would all kick each other under the table and just feel really weird. <laughs> but 
it does make for a friendlier atmosphere. Just please, above all else, treat your servers with respect. The food service industry is a really tough place to be right now, but it shouldn't be a thankless place. Just so I can cap myself off here and let you guys enjoy the rest of your day, I'll give you one more foodie kindness tip. Donate food. When you go to the supermarket, for every non-perishable item you buy yourself, buy one to donate. Then take your non-perishables and bring them to the church or a local food bank. Now more than ever, people really need these donations, and I cannot recommend doing this enough. Not only does it help others, but it makes you feel pretty good too. Now friends, let's continue this kindness party on social media at Art of Kindness Pod and at Rob Peter Paul. Please spread the word. Get your friends to come on over and listen to us and interact. I really want to form a big kindness community. Oh, audio hug. Also in the vein of kindness, and this is a little bit awkward to ask, but if you are enjoying the show, it really helps us if you leave a five-star review. As a new podcast, it would really mean the world to me, and I so appreciate all of the people that have already done so. Whew! I don't know about you guys, but all this talk of cake has made me hungry. So I'm gonna go grab a snack. It'll be filled with honey. Woo-woo! And you should too. Until next time, remember, everything's gonna be a-okay. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.